Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcasts, brother and sisters. We are here for episode 28 once again for the Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast. I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Cosker. And guess what, folks? Well, why? We have news. News? News. News. Guess what? New news. We are having a baby. Mm-hmm. Surprise. Adding another member to the Harris Cosker clan here mm-hmm. at Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. A future podcaster themselves. <laughs> Much like our son and my daughter, we're adding another one. And yeah, joining the wonderful family that is ours. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. And we're all hoping girl. So yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for a girl. Fingers crossed for a girl. Although another boy would be pretty cool. True. But we're team girl here on Trio Wrestling Federation podcast. (laughs) So once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for viewing. And thanks for all the love. We appreciate you all. And you, you can had no idea send... what I was going to say. Oh, I knew what you were going to say. <laughs> news. You said news. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. News. Preggers again. So when you hear me taking sips of drinks, it's non-alcoholic. Non-alcoholic drinks. Non-alcoholic have been non-alcoholic for a little bit now. Yeah, a little bit. And apparently I only make February children. <laughs> At treehillwf.podcast on the TikToks and the Instagrams. And you can also listen to us on every streaming service, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Deezer. And this is, I think, legit the last week for Stitcher. What? (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. Rest Rest in for stitcher no longer so you can no longer listen in on stitcher because that won't be a thing anymore Mm -hmm. but we are still a thing of course we are and we are here as always every single monday at 10 a.m pacific standard time because you know west coast best coast west coast best coast (laughs) gotta love it here or all the East Coast people are going to be like, uh, screw you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it, life is best in the PNW, the uh, Pacific Northwest. And we need a gang sign for that oh as well, God. too. Oh, boy. Episode 28. We're here. Mm. 
and things are taken off and obviously we're going to start with the wrestling side of things because we did with one tree hill the last episode so now we do a little vice versa action and we go straight into the april 28th episode of monday night raw is war from omaha omaha blue 42 omaha nebraska I love how every time you rec- we record, you're like, yeah, so we switch which one we talk about first, like every time it's, we're you, 28 episodes in, Because if you haven't figured it out yet, some people out there, common sense isn't exactly so common. I call it uncommon sense, because where I work, dude, it's uncommon sense. So I have to explain myself and i have to repeat myself over and over again because people (laughs) don't understand shit unless i do that so i now train myself to do that constantly and i do it on the podcast as well not saying our listeners are stupid but i am saying that stupid people are out there they exist they exist among us and they've probably taken (sighs) over most of the world i mean look at our political leaders (laughs) Very true. Did you hear uh, uh, Justin Trudeau uh, broke up with his wife? Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking... Splitsville. Splitsville, yeah. I'm thinking probably because he had no endurance left because, you know, he kind of fucked everyone in Canada already, so... Wow, dude. Yeah. Let's keep it non-political here (laughs) and keep it wrestling in One Tree Hill, really, because that's what we're here for. We... 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 Combine. That's not the word. <laughs> we have to piss you off. <laughs> we amalgamate, brother. We amalgamate you were One just Tree Hill. So hard to get me to say it. I was like, no, I'm not saying it. Soon enough, we amalgamate One Tree Hill in the wonderful world of professional wrestling. We are the only podcast in history, dude, to ever do this. And Dan Scott himself appreciates us for it. And maybe one day some wrestlers will also listen in and appreciate our amalgamation as well. I heard Who's John still alive to like. I heard John Cena is uh, a One Tree Hill fan. Yeah, I've heard that yeah. too. Yeah, I don't know how true <laughs> it is. I mean, you know, you got to trust the internet every time it says something. But that'd be pretty cool if John Cena listened to us. That'd be sweet, right? Yeah, but unfortunately, we couldn't see that he listens to us because you know you can't see him. Wow. Right? Remember the shirt that Flynn had that's like way too small for him now? It was the The camo camo shirt. shirt. And it said you can't can't see see me. me. (laughs) Obviously, it's a wrestling shirt, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Omaha. Omaha. Nebraska. April 28th, 1997 episode of Raw is War. So, in the last episode... (laughs) <laughs> which was the greatest episode of Raw's War, where we literally got 17 hours of Stone Cold Steve Austin beating the shit out of Bret Hart in the ring, in the crowd, in the aisle, in the backstage, in an ambulance, in the hospital, in the Stu Hart's dungeon in Calgary, oh underneath God. a Christmas tree, probably in the back bed of a truck, 
everywhere you can think of, Stone Cold beat the shit out of Bret Hart in it. And he's crippled now. He's fucking crippled now. (laughs) (laughs) But at the end of that episode, we got reintroduced to the loose cannon Brian Pillman. And he's... I've nicknamed Boston Pizza. Because his initials are BP. BP. (laughs) Boston Pizza. Pizza. Brian Pillman, or Boston Pizza, as he is affectionately referred to as by EJK, (laughs) is out first thing. Pillman's here. Apparently he's fucking religious. That's kind of the crux of this episode right here is that he is a deeply, he's a, I got to work on uh, Brian Pillman. He has a very raspy kind of weird voice. So I got to work on my Brian Pillman or my Boston pizza. Boston pizza, bro. He's deeply religious. Join me in prayer and we will pray for the quick and speedy successful recovery of one Brett the Hitman. Heart, pray for me, babe. No, bow our heads. No, close your eyes. No, stand up. No, and wish for a speedy recovery for our Lord and Savior of Canada. No, Brett, the hitman. Slow, painful recovery. Heart. (laughs) Obviously, it's not as slow and painful because he's here. Yeah, apparently. Fuck. He is on Monday Night Raw, one week removed from... Already had surgery. Already had surgery, and we they got to see... showed, like, part of it. We got to see his knee getting scraped. That was fucking Like, creepy. we got actual footage. Like Where is WWE getting this footage from? Like, did they just call out the hospital and, like, hey, can we get, like, footage of, like, knees, knees uh, for Brett being scoped and scraped? Gross. <laughs> yeah, they showed it. But Brian Pillman, who has been a stooge for Bret Hart for a little while, and obviously Stone Cold Steve Austin is not too impressed with that, but he prays for the speedy and quick recovery of Bret Hart and also prays for the annihilation and the destruction of one Stone Cold Steve Austin. But then we get Stone Cold Steve Austin on the big screen, and he says that he is praying. Pray that it'll come out there, whip your, whip your what? 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 Open up a can of whoop ass on you, walk and try. Stone Cold Steve Austin is here. And Brian Pillman wants to turn the other cheek for Steve Austin as oh he shows him his booty. <laughs> Literally turns his ass to Steals the Ed Leslie's gimmick of the booty man and actually shows him his butt. But then Austin comes out knowing full well that Brian Pillman has got his buddies in tow. Oh, yeah. Owen and Bulldog, and he avoids the trap that they set for him. Brian Pillman wanted Austin to come out here the entire time because he knew that it was going to be a three-on-one assault of Mm -hmm. Austin, but Stone Cold's a little too smart for that. He could see it coming. He could totally see it coming, and he outsmarts that trap. Austin, not too happy, gets away, and then Owen and Bulldog... as much as like now, Owen, I understand he's with Brett and, and Bulldogs with Brett, but you still gotta love them for the fact that they're just hilarious. Like they're so fucking funny <laughs> because Owen here, it's like family, family that prays together stays together. Oh my god! <laughs> and they're praying in the middle of the ring, but and, they're like looking around. Yeah, of course, they're the looking around time. because Austin went backstage and got a fucking axe handle. Yeah. Axe handle. And he comes out with a fucking axe handle. 
<laughs> and he runs oh off the heart God. foundation real quick with this fucking axe handle, which I, you think it would have been better if he just left the axe part. <laughs> That's on what it. I was thinking the <laughs> whole time. Just chop all their fucking heads off. Exactly. That would be not PG, dude. That wouldn't even be TV 14, unfortunately. And that's the rating at this point in time. But Stone Cold gets in the ring after running off the Heart Foundation and says, You can give your soul to the Lord, but your ass belongs to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wow. Yep. Okay. Whose ass belongs to you, Miss Stone Cold? Yours. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) So we get back from commercial break. Flash Funk is Ugh, here. Fucking pimp daddy with no hose. But we got great news with Flash Funk here. Oh my god, it was the shortest entrance he's ever had. <laughs> yeah, even shorter. Even shorter than his Royal Rumble entrance because when you're in the Royal Rumble, you just kind of go to the ring and that's it. There's that's no it. pomp and circumstance for the most part. But this entrance, he got. What is known as the quote unquote jobber entrance, where <laughs> most of your entrance is done during a commercial break or off camera. And when they get to you, you're already in the ring, you've already done your entrance, and they just announce who you are, and the next guy comes out. So now we're at the point where Flash Funk, aka Too Cold Scorpio, because he's too cold and he's got the biggest dick in wrestling. <laughs> Shoot, brother. What? Shoot, brother. Apparently, Too Cold Scorpio, a.k.a. Flash Funk's got, like, a gigantic schlong. Like, witnesses from other wrestlers saying he's got an insanely huge dick. Damn. Yeah. Google.com, brother. (laughs) Flash Funk with the jobber entrance. And what's worse than having a jobber entrance when you're Flash Funk? Facing Rockabilly, who gets his full entrance. Scissor bitch. Scissor bitch. Rockabilly is here. Bret Hart is here, though. And apparently he's hiding out in an ambulance <laughs> downstairs. <laughs> they actually have the ambulance, like, pull up to the... He's there. And he's in it. Why it's is so he in this ambulance funny. still? I wonder why. I don't get it. I wonder why he's in this ambulance. But be that as it may, Scissor Bitch loses again. So Flash Funk, normally when you get the jobber entrance, that means you're a jobber. You're not going to go over. But he beats Rockabilly and Rockabilly loses once again. (laughs) So usually when they introduce a new character, they get a few wins under their belt. They would build a little momentum. He's lost two out of three matches so far. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they have not been good matches at all. No. But Rockabilly and the Elvis Presley wannabe, which is Honky Tonk Man, <laughs> who luckily who luckily doesn't get any mic time. Good. Luckily. They nail Flash Funk with the guitar. The family heirloom guitar. <laughs> Why do they keep calling it heirlooms? It's because fucking what's his nuts? Pervy King. Pervy Kings keep saying it. Heirloom. Because he's stupid as shit. (laughs) So they just keep making fun of it. So the reason why Brett was in this ambulance is because... He plans on Stone Cold Steve Austin leaving in it. He plans on Austin leaving in an ambulance in this episode. Not only that, that's the only vehicle that can transport him around because he's fucking crippled. And he's in a wheelchair. 
Uh-huh. Bret Hart officially in a fucking wheelchair. And the best sign of the night goes to the fan that brought in the sign that said Bret Hart, fine Canadian wine. W-H-I-N-E. <laughs> fine Canadian wine. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I miss wine. Yeah, I bet. Surgery footage, of course, right here. Ugh. Scoping that knee. But the only thing more gross than a knee scope is the scum of America, which is that dirty, rotten, slimy hyena. Bitch heart will always be a bitch to me. Like, I fucking just can't with this dude. <laughs> this sick, depraved society, United States of America, can go to hell. Bret Hart telling the truth once again about the United States of America. Well, okay, question for you. What is it with Bret and fucking hyenas? Did he watch Lion King like five times before coming I out mean, and doing Lion these promos? Lion King was quite big at this time. It, would, it had been about three-ish years since it but came still, out in the theaters. It was quite big. But it was on Disney VHS. It yeah. was very popular. It was one of the most popular Disney movies of all time. So I guess him and his kids watch Lion King over and over and over again and he got the idea <laughs> for the dirty rotten hyenas oh the American wrestling public <sighs> you gotta love Bret Hart this here. guy annoys the shit out of me yeah yes why he's just he never shuts the fuck up it's kind of the point of being a heel they just are loud mouse and they keep telling you how right they are and how good they are, and it pisses you off. And that's what good heels do, brother. But he pissed me off even before he was a heel. True. So. But he was, like, on the road to being a heel at that point. Just a bitch. I will, like, drop you into, like, 1994, Brightheart, and be like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, why is he kissing babies? And and hugging also, kids and like it's being this so wrong nowadays. Don't just kiss random people's babies. <laughs> I know, like high fives. RSV and, and shit is a thing. Like, oh, it was a thing. High fives and hugs and kisses all around. Right, it's a what thing. A creep. Yeah, not just him. Everyone. <laughs> the president did that shit. Mm. You know, it was just a thing. That's kiss the baby. Weird. Kiss the baby. Don't touch my baby. I don't know. Most. People want Bret Hart to kiss their babies. I, I know I do. I don't. I got to shake his hand and take a picture with him. So I would definitely let him kiss my baby. No. 100%. No, no. Not if mama bears here. If if it bestowed the greatness upon our children from a kiss from Bret Hart, I will definitely do that every single time. Ew. So we have a new interesting commercial slash new promotional tactic here from the world wrestling federation called wwf reality check <laughs> and they did a couple of these ads it was so dumb on the like, show don't let your kids watch wrestling because this is what they'll become that it feels like that's what they're i mean that's not what they went for but that's what how it comes that's off how it feels totally how it came off it's Which so is funny. super fucking weird, honestly. Like, the one like, kid was Vader. No, it was the grandpa who was Vader. The grandpa, oh, the grandpa was, Vader was Vader and yeah. Mankind. And he tried to mandible claw his own granddaughter. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> and then the kid was, was Stone, Stone Cold, Cold Steve Austin. Austin. 
Jesus fuck. And they're like, oh, he watches so much wrestling. He's like becoming a wrestler. So I guess that's what they're going for is just like, okay, watch wrestling. You can be there. I don't know. Don't let your seniors and your kids watch wrestling because they'll get these ideas in their head. They'll try to choke out their own grandchildren, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And we get the next tag team match post-commercial break. We get... Fucking spiky dino bros. But... They're versing the fucking Pokeball Bros. We haven't seen them in ages. What the fuck happened to uh, Lame Fucks, uh, Pokeball Bros here, Furnace and LaFon? We haven't seen them since WrestleMania in that Four Corners Jeez. Elimination match when we didn't even realize they got eliminated. Yeah. So it's been a little yeah, while Yeah, they just here. like left. Yeah, they were just gone. They're like, peace. We so know we're not going to win anyways. It's been like a solid month and a bit since we've actually seen Pokeball Bros here. But then they, they let them talk. They got promo time, dude. They let them talk, and it was just like and by, them bitching. By letting them talk, we understood why they have never let them talk before. <laughs> like, please take that away from them They're again. They're like, ah, you've been here for like six months. Maybe it's about time we get the stick in front of your face and maybe cut a promo and see what you got on the mic. Yeah, that it's was a, hard a big pass. mistake. That's a hard pass, because all they do is show how little charisma they actually have. They talk about how LOD is lauded for being this great tag team and having the home field advantage every time they go out there we're frustrated and we can't deal with this and it's it's not fair it's not fair but at least with bret hart like he has actual backup to why he's pissed off he has some reasoning for it the american fans the way he's been screwed over and over again. He but just he's just he says it so fucking loudly <laughs> and point, repeats himself so many times. It's just Does. like no. So you like, get that point across, don't. dude. Can I shove a sock in your mouth and duct tape it shut? But like wrap the duct tape around his head. You just spoiled something that happens in the future. What? Not Bret Hart getting duct taped, but Putting a sock in another man's mouth. Remember that. Okay. Remember that. Sock in mouth. Remember that. Oh, boy, you just unlocked something, dude. (laughs) And I can't tell you what that is, but eventually you'll figure it out. Maybe in a year or so. Well, I guess with Omaha. Omaha! That might come up in a little while. In One Tree Hill? Yeah. Mm, Omaha, interesting. Don't know what the fuck you're talking about. LOD go for their doomsday device finish, but they don't hit it, so Hawk just jumps off and does the top rope clothesline anyways and (laughs) wins the match. And for some reason, they give Furnace and LaFon another promo post-match. Jim Ross comes in the ring. And he's what a like, mistake. Yeah, what, what the fuck are they thinking? I mean, why give these guys two promos when you can have Austin five? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so the, Jim Ross gets in the ring. He's like, hey, you guys lost. How you feel? <laughs> like uh, Frustrated. We, we need a rematch and a rematch soon. Oh, great. Awesome. Uh, we're riveted. We're on the edge of our seat listening. The reason why they're we're on the edge of our seat is because we're getting up to go take a piss. <laughs> because these guys are piss break boys. Is that a new name? Piss break boys? Yeah, I guess so. Could be. We go backstage to <laughs> Thonginator. Hmm. Ahmed Johnson in another track suit. 
And, well, okay. We're getting to a bit of a point. I mean, we knew that Ahmed was unhinged. He knew he was crazy. But now he is like, gone completely insane because i feel like when this guy cuts a promo when he's given some mic time he starts a promo out like he's just talking like normally yeah you can kind of get what he's saying but then he forgets what he's gonna say so he just starts yelling incoherently and you cannot understand a word he's saying (laughs) we need like subtitles for his promos and there's enough videos online of subtitling ahmed's promos and they're all fucking hilarious fun with ahmed one two and three and four check him out youtube.com he says that he's a gang member yet he's not in a gang he's a gangless gang member and he asked the nation if they want to see him get crazy get crazy He's been crazy since he fucking debuted. (laughs) But we have this fucking gauntlet match. Oh, he's pissed about this. At the pay-per-view. We got the gauntlet match at the pay-per-view here. And we got fucking Ahmed taking on three members of the nation in one night. First Savio, then Crush, then Farouk. If Ahmed wins... He abolishes. It's the nation of abolition. There's no longer. They don't mm-hmm. exist. Please. Please How win. badly do you need Ahmed to win this match? So bad. <laughs> that you will never see the nation again. I like that would be a dream come true. <laughs> if you had three wrestling wishes, if a if fucking Robin Williams himself, the genie came up to you and said you have three wishes that involves wishes i'm japanese don't you know if you have three wishes wrestling related what would those three wishes be by nation by nation by bret hart by bret by fucking honky tonk man wow so this guy's annoying wow so you would take those three okay i get you Get rid of them. Okay, there's their three wishes. Now you get Paul Bear in every single segment. No! Every single segment on Raw for eternity, uh. you get Paul Bear. So, would you take those three wishes if you knew that Paul Bear would be in every segment? <sighs> no more Brett, no more Nation, no more Honky Tonk. Man. I should have said no more fucking white piece of dog shit. <laughs> but you didn't. He said Honky Tonk Man. Because he's annoying as fuck. That he is. Owen Hart challenging the pebble Rocky Maivia for the Intercontinental title match. Oh. Oh boy. Fucking Okay, what's with this fucking pedo stash on the pebble? It's the pedo <laughs> pebble stash. It was like pencil thin. <laughs> it was pencil thin because he's so young he can't even grow one, but he's trying to and it looks terrible. It was cute. Yeah, of course. You think everything he is is cute. <laughs> How they go on about this sophomore jinx that Rocky Maivia has. How is he a sophomore? I know. He's been with the company for six months on TV. Yeah. He's and then still, they're saying that he's in his second year. With he's the company. in his rookie year. He's in rookie mode in this video game. Oh okay. God. He's a rookie. A rookie has a rookie year. They call it a rookie year because it's a year. Sure, he was there in 96 and 97, but he's only been there a collection of six months. This they can't is, math. They exaggerate things, and they can't even 
do anything right when it comes to math. You're very right about that. Owen Hart goes for the sharpshooter, and Rocky pulls Owen's hair to get him off. Cheater, Rocky. What a terrible, cheating, American bastard. Just like Owen and Brett and Bulldog and Pillman talk about. Cheating American bastards. But we get Rocky hit the rock bottom. It's not the rock bottom yet, though. It's just an impressive maneuver. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. One day it'll be the rock bottom, but that day is not today. And then out of nowhere, we get a roll up and boom. One, two, three. Pebble loses the title. It's so funny, too, because the entire time that Cutie Patootie was in there. Yeah. Um, Brett and Tassel Boots were up at like the stage entrance. Yeah. And like, it's just, oh. Well, Bulldog's hilarious because he's like giving shoulder rubs to Brett. He's like running down to the ring just in case if like Owen's in trouble and then but runs back. But the thing back. is, because like if he interferes, oh, it's going to cost him the match. Up. Yeah. So he like was being like so careful, but also he's got to stay by Brett because Stone Cold could come out and beat the show. Yeah, Brett. he's got to watch him because Brett's a sitting duck if he's by himself. He's in a fucking wheelchair. But literally at the end of this match, fucking Owen grabs the belt and he goes and he puts it on Brett. Yeah, he does. Fucking belt collector. Because he dedicated this win, his Intercontinental Championship victory, to his loving brother, Brett. And he did it. He did it. He's a winner. God. The Intercontinental Championship, the European Championship, the Tag Team Championships, the Slammy Awards, and the sweetest leather jacket all goes to the Hart Foundation. Yeah, he's a belt collector because they got all the gold and the only one they're missing is Undertaker's World Wrestling Federation Yeah, we'll Championship. get to that later there's some funny stuff about that. Yeah, later. there is. <laughs> So he did it. All the goals in the Heart Foundation. But Austin goes to the first aid room and he for gets some a reason. Fucking wheelchair. And I literally <laughs> called this. I was like, he's going to come out to the ring with the wheelchair yeah. and challenge Brett because yeah. he wants to beat Brett's ass at his own level because <laughs> he can't like stand up and fight. He so wants a wheelchair like, match. A wheelchair match. And I said this before he came out when he started looking for the wheelchair. I was like, oh, he wants to beat Brett at his own level. Hey, Brett, wheel your carcass out of here while the wheelchair match. They're going to have a fucking wheelchair match. Jesus, that was so cool. (laughs) It's just phenomenal. Stone Cold Steve Austin, I mean, obviously he levels up more and more and more as we go along. But even as he's only been with the company for just over a year at this point, like a year and a few months, he is like really starting to hit a stride here. Like every segment he's in, he's on fire his promos are mint everything about stone cold at this point is amazing yet it just keeps getting better with him because he's the goat he is the greatest of all time there's no doubt about it you think if you're a year in and you're doing shit this fucking good already imagine how big he gets after this Hmm. phenomenal goat vader's out of jail (laughs) (laughs) wow He's officially out of Kuwaiti jail 
for roughing up that TV show host. And he's ready because he's got a match with Ken Shamrock for Leaf Clover at Cold Day in Hell in May. Shamrock, they do a little promo package for him. And I want to challenge Vader because I don't like bullies and I like a challenge. So I'm challenging Vader, challenging him to this challenge. He said challenge challenge match so much. So I was like, (laughs) hang on. You know what that reminds me of? Yes. What? There will be a word in season two. Of One Tree Hill. Of One Tree Hill. That you're going to hear so much. You're going to be like, can I never hear this word again? <laughs> challenge. See, challenge is now on my list of words I never want to hear again. He has four kids, but he did say challenge more than the amount of kids that he has in this promo. So, a little bit of prediction time here. We'll get to, to more predictions later on. But one prediction here, we got Ken Shamrock's very first like actual WWF match. He's going to fucking this destroy pay-per-view. Vader. You think he's going to destroy Vader, eh? Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. He, as good as he is, he's the world's most dangerous man. But this is his first match. I know. He's very inexperienced when it comes to wrestling, which Vader is not. He's a KG vet. And he's a big fucking dude. How does Ken Shamrock win this match against Vader? Well, now you put it that way. But, like, still, (laughs) I feel like. Do you honestly think they're going to. Yeah. Like, he's going to train up for it. And, you know. And do you honestly think they're going to job out Ken Shamrock in his first match? No. Right? Why would they do that? Absolutely not. Why would they do that? They're really trying to push this guy as, like, Mm -hmm. a big deal, right? And Vader's not that big a deal. And Vader's just kind of. He's just there just kind of there he he's okay for like a squash match here and there where he's just like hey let's throw him in with uh double j (laughs) i don't even want to finish it because double j jesse james sucks ass he doesn't even deserve the double j credit and he's here with a stupid fucking entrance but luckily mountain and not so darth vader yeah but luckily this match barely lasts vader absolutely destroys (laughs) double j that's the only time i don't mind seeing vader on my screen is when he's beating the shit out of the jobber like double j jesse james yeah if it's someone annoying as shit yeah oh yeah please oh for sure he splashes him goes for the three but then picks him up before the three because he wants to punish him a little bit more which i love i love when wrestlers do that sure it's not very good strategy because you have the win and now you're letting the match go longer and in a possibility of you losing it but if it means you're just gonna beat the shit out of him further i'm totally okay with that and he wins it with the vader bomb but then jim ross comes into the ring post match the entire match on commentary jim ross is talking about how how much of an idiot he was for how could you do this to the wwf and your family and your fans getting arrested over in south africa you idiot how could vader do this to his fans and to the world wrestling federation he's asking the hard-hitting questions. Vader doesn't take too kindly to that. Mm-mm. Would you want to go up to a 460-pound man and tell him he's an idiot and what the <laughs> hell are you doing? Mm-mm. Probably fucking not. Yeah. Especially when he has a history. Ooh, by the way, this is kind of a spoiler, but not really because this happened before this arc, about a yearish before. When Vader debuted in WWF, he v- debuted at the Royal Rumble. Okay. But then the night after the Royal Rumble, he got suspended from wwf you know why Why? because he beat the shit out of your grandpa (laughs) 
<laughs> he fucking crushed Gorilla Monsoon. Jesus. Gave him the fucking Vader bomb. Dude's got some like anger management Beat the issues. fuck out of him. Beat the fuck out of like a 70 year old man. Beat the fuck out of your grandpa. Grandpa yeah. Cosker getting his ass kicked by not so Darth Vader. That was a year ago, brother. That was 1996, dude. Oh, boy. But yeah, Vader's punking out fucking Jim Ross here, making him scurred. And out of nowhere, Four Leaf Clover comes in mm-hmm. and he hits Vader with a hella belly to belly suplex and runs him off. So, holy shit here. Shamrock making Vader look like an idiot. Mm hmm right away and now this leads into their pay-per-view match on may 11th cold day in hell we get yet another hunter hearst helmsley and gold dust match here's the thing though i'd rather watch them than than see Brokeback Mountain and Scissor Bitch or Scissor Bitch and really anyone at this point because that's just like such a waste of time. It with, is a waste of TV time. I agree. Golden Chicken McNugget and Diz Prince. There is some fucking beef there. There's major heat between those two and it has been going on for a very long time. And besides Stone Cold and uh, Brett, I think this is probably the longest running feud we've had on this podcast so far. And with China coming in and like China curtain golden titties. China, China, China. People think I don't like China. I love China. China. China is the new China, by the way. China, China, China. I deal with China. China, China, big league China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. China, China. You mentioned her. It's China. Mm-hmm. But yes, this has been quite the heated rivalry for quite a while now. And now we just have the extra layer with the girls. Yeah, Golden Titties, barred from ringside by Gold Dust here. And how long did that last for? Two minutes. <laughs> if that. <laughs> but she comes out in this golden snake skin fucking pants suit. Mm-hmm. Man, she's looking good, dude. Yeah. I love Marlena. Like She's awesome. Major league crush on Terry Reynolds here. She is awesome. Yeah, it didn't take long for her to get out there. She didn't care. But then, of course, on the outside of the ring, China and Golden Titties, they're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. But the second week in a row, Marlena gets the one up and throws fucking powder, salt, or whatever the fuck. Some weird cocaine, possibly. <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? This is 1997, dude. It could be cocaine. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? And your t-shirts are too tight, too, Billy. What? It'll come up. You'll get it soon enough. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. Salt in the eyes or cocaine in the eyes or baby powder or baking powder or whatever the hell she throws in her eyes. It blinds fucking China. Some kind of powder. Some kind of powder here. White powder. White powder. Whatever you want it to be. <laughs> and yeah, blinds the fuck out of China. And then she fucking choke lifts and chokes the shit out of Triple H. Because <laughs> she's blinded and she thinks she's got fucking golden titties or, or gold dust up and here. And then Diz Prince got counted out. <laughs> While that was happening. But don't you think that Diz Prince should win the match? Because China choked him. So basically interfered on gold dust part. 
So shouldn't gold dust get disqualified for China choking Hunter? <laughs> Doesn't that make sense? Why? I have no idea. Right? But it's you know WWE, like, come on. But think about it. So say if a random wrestler comes out, say Triple H is fighting Gold Dust, and say Double J comes out and he starts beating up Triple H. Triple H wins by disqualification because he's on there on Gold Dust's behalf. So if China is choking Triple but China H China was there for Diz Prince's behalf. But she's attacking Diz Prince because she's blind. she's blind. But how does that stop a disqualification? That's still outside know. interference. It's WWE. Nothing fucking makes sense. You can't put logic into an illogical situation. <laughs> China chokes her boy toy here and not Shawn Michaels, dude. And yeah, while this is going on, Trips gets counted out. <laughs> Which is the funniest part out of all of this. Oh, I didn't even realize the referee was counting. I didn't either. Which most times on a count out, you don't realize the referee is counting. Because A, they count softly and they count too fast. Because it was supposed to be a like, count one, out One, two, finish. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Get out of there. <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> Main event, we have... Tassel boots. Against The Undertaker. Here's the funny thing, though. What's that? This is a non-title Non-title match. match so... Bulldog can't win the world title. Undertaker can't win the European title. But Tassel Boots gets in there and he grabs the mic and he's like, <laughs> I'm winning this belt for you, Brett. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to de- dedicate this match to you, Bret Hart. I'm going to win the world wrestling federation title. And, and the entire show, like, it's not a title match. It's not a title. <laughs> <laughs> they had to keep reminding, like, the... Uh, and as know, many times was reminding. <laughs> as many times as we've been told that this is a non-title match, Bulldog's like, I got a title for you, Brett. So <laughs> non-title bully, get it through your fucking head. Not a very long match. Drugs, probably. Drugs. Knowing Bulldog, probably drugs. drugs. Probably that white powder that killed him. There you go. We know where it came from. This match doesn't last very long, and obviously, you don't really want to job out Undertaker because he's a fucking world champ. No. And you don't really want to job out Bully because he's a double champ yeah. and a part of the Hard Foundation. Through this entire show, we keep cutting back to Brian Pillman praying in the backstage for the health and wellness of all his Hard Foundation stablemates. And Owen interferes in this match, but. He did the same thing in this match that Bulldog did in Owen's match against Rocky was he was guarding Brett the entire mm-hmm. time. So when we hit the disqualification because Undertaker hit Bully with the choke slam and you know what happens with after the choke slam. What does the Undertaker do after the choke slam? He arms across the chest. That's how he pins him. But what oh. move does he use after the choke slam? Oh fuck the to- tombstone pile drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh baby you're getting lucky tonight girl oh my god ew <laughs> god you damn. work at 7 a.m bro <laughs> uh, don't remind me but yes you were right it is the setup for the tombstone pile driver but who else knows that owen knows that and he rushes to the ring and causes the disqualification what in this me. non-title match because he, he doesn't want Bulldog to lose clean, so he's no. going to come in there and he's going to interfere but on his behalf. The thing is, is now he's left Brett unattended. Brett is a sitting 
stuck. Helpless. Helpless in his wheelchair. And who comes out of the curtain but one? Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Texas Rattlesnake, the Bionic Redneck, Austin, Austin, Austin. Stone Cold's here. Jesus. And holy shit. But he doesn't go for Brett right away. No. He goes down to the ring. He helps the Undertaker. Because he knows that Brett is kind of helpless sitting there anyways. So he doesn't need to go get him. So he has to take out Bulldog and Owen first. Which is smart. Because if he went for Brett right away, Bulldog and Owen would have come up and... Because they were already double teaming Undertaker. So he goes up and evens the odds and helps his opponent at cold day in hell here mm-hmm. runs off owen and bulldog and then as he's out of the ring well actually before they even get out of the ring he gives a stone cold stunner to fucking undertaker <laughs> and then while he's on over top of undertaker he's like hi beat your fucking ass open up a can of whoop ass give him the double birds and then undertaker <laughs> fucking choke choke slam sits up holy shit they're going back at it and Austin rolls out to the outside, but then he turns around and he locks eyes and he sees who's at the top of the ramp. Yeah, because he kind of like didn't even realize that Brett was right there. Still there, yeah. So he sees it, locks the eyes, sees what's going on. Brett's still there. Mm-hmm. And he goes up and he's got the fucking axe handle again. And oh shit, it's on. Fuck, he's going to beat the shit out of the crippled man. But out of nowhere, much like an RKO, you fucking rhino, he's a big bastard, fucking Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Who the fuck is this dude? Yet another member of the Hart Foundation. Ugh, how many of them are there? Did, did I tell you how many times Helen Hart popped the kid out of her fucking uh, cooch? <laughs> a lot of times, dude. But this is one that married into the family. This is Jim the Anvil Neidhart. So former tag team champion with Bret Hart as the Hart Foundation back in the day. And he also used to be in, uh, I think he was in a couple other tag teams as well. But he had an on and off kind of relationship with Vince and the WWF. Drugs. (laughs) And kind of here and there. But he's back again. And what, what are you doing? Making the penises touch again? <laughs> yes. Jim the You Am- said relationship, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but as Stu Hart would say, he's looking good. He's a fucking big bastard. He's a fucking rhino. And he's a big dude, and he's got the big, long fucking chin beard, and he's Jim the Anvil Neidhart, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> It's Jim the Anvil Neidhart, and he's stroking his beard, and he's a part of the fucking Heart Foundation. Now we have five fucking members, yeah. almost bigger than the nation already. We got the, not the nation, but the Heart Foundation, the nation of Heart Foundation here. Five guys. And then Brett takes his fucking crutch and breaks it over Austin as he goes falling off the stage and gets taken off in a stretcher into an ambulance himself. Yeah. The prophecy has been fulfilled on Raw's War. Brett talked all episode about how he was going to send Stone Cold Steve Austin away in an ambulance. And that prophecy has been fulfilled. 
So at Cold Day in Hell, Undertaker, Stone Cold. Who yeah. I still think Undertaker for a bit. Huston's too distracted. Yeah. He's dealing with five guys in the Hart Foundation. How if you're facing the Undertaker, your attention's better be completely undivided mm-hmm. on the Undertaker. Yeah. So if you're getting distracted by Brett and his cronies. He's way too distracted. Way too distracted. You got to turn your attention to the taker, and he's not doing it enough. No. Unfortunately. Grades. Another good show here because there was lots of Austin and lots of Heart Foundation. 4.2. Woo! Nice grade. Not as high as the last episode, but how can you top one of the greatest, if not the greatest episode of Ross Mm. forever? Not bad, though. Definitely higher than the grades I've been giving One Tree Hill. And before we get into One Tree Hill, once again, can you please check out our social media at treehillwf.podcast because we have stickers. Stickers. THWF podcast in the Attitude Era font, the Scratch logo, THWF podcast. Stickers, thanks to Sonic Bark Vinyl in Chilliwack, British Columbia for hooking up us with these amazing hooking stickers. Up us. Hooking us up or up us wow. here at THWF and hit our socials for how you can obtain some of these stickers. 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 Okay. One tree hizzle. <sighs> this episode was titled We Might As Well Be Strangers. We Might As Well Done Be Strangers. That's our working title for it, you know. Yes. That works. Um, Luke is returning the money that him and Anna had stolen from the fountain back to the fountain. He feels bad for taking people's pennies, so he returns the pennies back. There was back. some quarters and shit in there, too. <laughs> they got enough to buy pizza with it. Well, that's the thing. He's te- technically, like, stealing but not stealing because, like, people... Th- put those in there to make a wish like they're in there there's they're literally no one's property anymore so you yeah. could kind of just take them yeah right true whatever um felix approaches brooke with the idea that hey we should be friends with benefits and she's like huh no did you ever think that i would be an fwb for you did you ever? I thought want? you were gay when I first met you. So no, I also thought you were a serial killer when I first met so you. So you don't want to be friends with benefits with a gay serial killer? It just, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. And then I realized, A, you weren't gay. Jury's yeah. still out on serial killer. <laughs> but here we are engaged with soon to, well, one day, soon enough to be three kids between the two of us yes your daughter then our two so it's safe to say we will not be friends with the bennies no no because we're just you know fwb friends with benefits we're we're engaged we're in love we're in love ew yeah (laughs) but fwb also stands for felix with brooke oh my god and he's like totally talking that up it's like shut the fuck up dude i hate this oh my god this guy is so unneeded in this season i mean i understand they're introducing a few new characters they gotta like you know spice it up a little bit but like this guy's a fucking douchebag his sister's a fucking loser too i don't like this family at all do we meet their parents at all no no well fuck them too for 
having these spawn that are complete pieces of shit. You see, you don't even like see what they really look like, but you kind of see them in one scene later on in the series. Oh, but okay. like, they don't, they aren't introduced Whatever. at all. I don't like them. Yeah, because they spawn these douchebags. Dan is having this test done for his heart. On a treadmill. Um, on a treadmill. And the doctor is talking about Dan's glory days and asking how he did in college. And Dan didn't play college ball because he lied and about his knee injury or That's whatever. Right. So he's getting all pissed off and trying to, you know, not talk about it. Then and he asked Deb. Yeah. Go to the beach house. Let's go to the beach house and watch the meteor shower. Watch the meteor shower. Would you watch a meteor shower with me, baby? I would. Because I'm in love with you. But if Aww. we were on the brink of divorce, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> this this beach house has right beside Keith's house. <laughs> Keith's Charleston house. Yes. <laughs> Funny so, how that works. Peyton heads into a record the record store um, to hang up a flyer and this guy who has very conflicting opinions about emo music that Aaron would not be very impressed to hear about. Okay. I am a punk rock girly. I am an emo girly. I'm a like, you know, just give me all the screamo emo bullshit. I love it. It's my therapy. When yep. he, when Chris Keller, that's this douchebag's name, by the way, Chris, Chris Keller. Keller. Oh, record store guy. This is his name. He won't let you forget that this is his name, Chris by the way. Chris Keller. Chris Keller. Okay. So we don't know that yet, but we will learn that soon. Like next episode. Just like China. Um, he is the worst. I don't like him. He seems like a douchebag. He talked shit about emo music. Nah, I can understand why you fucking hate this guy. <laughs> Dude, those are my jams. Don't fuck yeah. with my jams. Yeah. That's my therapy, bro. It's cheaper than actual therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Way cheaper. I don't know. You spent a lot of money on used vinyl albums. I mean, it's pretty neck you and mean neck. The used? The used. They were. Back when they formed, they were going to be just used. But then there was another band that was called Used. So, so there was a whole like... The Used. They had to change it. So it's The Used. But you have all of their vinyl albums. Some of them being in a very hefty price range. So I think you could probably afford at least a few sessions with a shrink for how much you've spent on vinyl also, albums for The Used. Telus has really good benefits so i probably wouldn't have to pay anything let's be real yeah but it's my therapy i love it but he's pissing and shitting all over it i don't like that peyton's pissed about it too yes peyton's my girl with this yep and she's just like whatever i'm hanging up this flyer screw you dude keith finally calls jules no, she's not Jules, sorry. This is she's fucking Jules. MFM Maria fucking Menunos. She is Bay. She's I Jules. Absolutely. Love I'm her. Bay. She's Bay. I'm Bay. I'd leave you for Maria Menunos. <gasps> just like I you, am pregnant with your child. Just like you would leave me for British Bulldog if he was still alive. Mm. There you go. Maybe. 
Um, so Keith finally calls her and he makes up this whole customer satisfaction survey, survey thing yeah, yeah. to talk to her. And she's like, she's calling him out on his shit a little bit, but it's like, yeah. it's cute. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, what can I do to like bump up my score? And she's like, come over and make me dinner. Ooh. Right? Go to her house, make her dinner. That's, mm. that's fun. Fuck, I'd go to Maria Munoz's house any day of the week. Oh my God. And I'll make her plain white fish with nothing on it. Whitey is... Ha- <laughs> oh my God, you had to bring that up. Legit, guys, the first time he ever came over to my house and uh-huh. made me dinner. I got impressed, dude. I got impressed. Made plain white fish in the oven with nothing on it. It was so watery and tasteless with mashed potatoes with no seasoning in it at all. And I was just like, and I, at this point, I was telling him that I couldn't cook because I could cook. I just wanted to see if the guy could cook for me for once. So he fed me this food and I was like, oh my Lord. So then I was like, I'm going to make pulled pork. I've never made it before. We'll see how it is. And And it it, was so fucking good. I had obviously made it a shit ton in the past. (laughs) But take that into account. That happened six years ago. How good of a cook am I now? You're much better. You know how to... um, look around the seasoning cabinet. I have been introduced to garlic, salt, and pepper in my life, and I will never go back. Good. Because if you went back, there'd be trouble. I would never go back. (laughs) I make gourmet meals now. Thanks to Fresh Prep. Thanks, Fresh Prep. Maybe you can sponsor us, and we won't have to pay $80 for our weekly Fresh Prep bag. (laughs) Thanks, guys. So, Whitey is having trouble with his eyes still and he is grumpy. Dude, he's pissed, man. I've never seen... I I mean, he's mad a lot, but this is like really mad, like almost like... He's very like... Depressed. Kind of distancing himself from everyone. Everyone, the team, all the players, the school, everything. He's just lonely. I get... Like he says to Lucas that... He like he could get the surgery, but his wife died in surgery. Sure. So he's scared. He's terrified. I get that. I'm terrified of surgery too. I've had two in one year. A C section to have our kid and then my appendix out two days after Christmas, by yep. the way. That was bullshit. Um but like you know, if it's something that you need, like you just gotta bite the bullet and get it done. And it's eye surgery. It's not like it's open heart. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Anna and Felix. I fucking hate these fucks. Why do they get so much fucking screen time? Well, I think they were meant to be better characters. You mean meant to be better characters? I don't know. But honestly, Lucas finds out that they're siblings. To him, Dare Night wasn't just Dare Night. And it wasn't for her either. They actually kind of like each other. But... But she refuses to tell Felix about this whole going on she has with Lucas. Well, Felix is kind of a dick, right? Yeah, he seems very overprotective of her. You saw how he acted when she was going to school and she was wearing that skirt. Yeah, very true. He's very over. Such an ass. Very overprotective of her. So, 
I like I wouldn't if Felix was my brother I'd be like sorry bro yeah no way this is not cool is she, is she the older one no she's the younger one oh, okay Andy asks Karen to join him on a date for the meteor on his property shower. for the meteor shower this huge fucking meteor shower this fucking uh you know, the climax of this episode, the fucking meteor shower, the main event here, <laughs> this fucking meteor shower. Oh do we actually get to see the fucking meteor shower ourselves or do we have to watch people watch the meteor shower? Basically watch people watch Lame. the meteor shower. Lame. Uh, Nathan had earlier on gotten a letter given to him by Whitey. And what it was was an invitation to High Flyers. It's a skills camp. And it's a like three-month thing during the summer. Like and the best and like, brightest basketball players that are young go to this camp and hone their skills. Yeah. And he's like, shit, that's a long time away from Haley. It's a long time to not be making money. Exactly. So he's worried about this. He's not sure if he should, but Lucas is like, Bro. Dude, you got to fucking do this, man. Bro. This is going to help your career immensely. And this so he's very conflicted about this because he wants to stick around and make money to help the house and Haley. But at the same point, this is his dream. This is what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Brooke and Peyton are in class and they're having a little chit chat quietly. Felix is sitting like a few rows ahead and he's like turned back like looking at them talk what a fucking creeper like when i first noticed that i was like ew that gives me the ick (laughs) i didn't like that and brooke opens her book for the second time in her life and she sees (laughs) a pic of lucas and her together in there and this spurs on this whole recess she needed a little recess. Oh, in the broom closet with Felix. <laughs> Janitor room. Right? And oh. we get our official FWB, Felix with Brooke, friends with Bennies. Is it friends, though? No, it doesn't seem like they're friends. They're just benefits. No, That's all they are. just benefits. Just benefits. JBs. <laughs> Whitey is fucking depressed. We got that. He Big is... Big time. Like, really having a hard time with this whole surgery idea. Everyone is kind of trying to convince him he should, specifically Lucas. And Lucas finds some reasons to kind of, like, promote him going and sends him something. It was a clipping from when they won the The 500th game. And he sends that to Whitey. And... I don't know. I think that might help Whitey. Possibly. He's a pretty fucking stubborn bastard, so I don't know how much it's going to help, but... Brooke's family, are they're broke, and they're having a yard sale. <laughs> yeah, they are, and she's got a fucking model dollhouse of her own fucking house. It's cute. What the fuck? I would have loved that when I was a kid. does this I would have loved that if I was a kid, that I had a dollhouse that was like... Because you Dude. lived in a fucking house. You think I want a fucking model of an apartment that I lived in oh, when I was shit. a kid? This is getting heated, guys. I'm Fuck sorry. you. Um, 
No, like, dude, when I used to play The Sims when I was a kid, you I would, would build our own, our own house. That's The Sims, though. That's not an actual physical to scale replica of your own fucking house. I would have loved that. Which though. actually, this house would kind of be cool for an actual full scale replica house. But in this situation, it's like, who the fuck would want this? Well, and then there's this woman that decides that, yes, she does want it for her daughter. And how much does she pay? The thing was, the price tag on it said 150 okay. But then Brooke was like, that's a mistake. It should be a 450 And she's like, writes a check for 450 and starts carting it off. Yep. And away with her house. And at this time, too, Nathan and Haley, like, before that all happened, they were walking down the road and saw the yard sale happening. They were talking about the High Flyers camp. Yeah. Mouse was also looking around <laughs> and found this picture, this um, picture frame, he said, that yeah. he only wanted it for the frame, but it was a picture of Brooke. Oh, man. This guy's obsessed. I uh, mean, says, Does this guy have a fucking shrine in his house? to Because fu- he's, like, obviously so smitten with her. Now he's got pictures of her in his fucking house. He's got a shrine. He lights a candle for her oh every night. Does seances, hoping that she'll be his girlfriend one day. Oh, my God. Pig's blood rituals. Who knows, man? This guy's fucked. <laughs> Although he's a good dancer, so good for him. <laughs> Luke and Anna are at the river court. And they're playing... <laughs> Hog? Hog, I guess, yeah. It's not fucking hog. Isn't it horse or something? Horse, man. It's yeah. fucking horse. Hog is only three letters. It's so Way short. shorter. Why the fuck did you play hog? I don't know. But Anna wins. Yeah. She's got some skills, bro. I guess so. Where she got that from, who knows? Who knows and who cares? Keith is at Jules' place and he burns dinner. He would. The smoke alarm <laughs> and the smoke alarm goes up. He's like, that isn't your oven alarm, isn't it? It's not your oven timer. <laughs> <laughs> no. So they go out for dinner. I hop. I hop. <laughs> Did you know? I'm not a big I hop person. Uh, they opened that I hop in Chilliwack, you know, a long time ago, it and was I at would the travel lodge. Yeah, the travel lodge or the travel lodge, and that. I went there once. I went there a fair amount of times. We actually favorited that place a little bit. Just because, like, the pancakes are pretty good. You know, the pancakes are bad. The butter pecan syrup on those pancakes, pretty phenomenal. I went to that location once. And the Abbotsford one? That was one? the day I bought my Nissan Sentra. Ooh. Um, and the Abbotsford one I went to a few times as well. Abbotsford I went to a lot with my ex-boyfriend. Hey, you know where one-legged people work? I hop. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, they do. Haley and Peyton are holding auditions at this club warehouse thing. And the people that are auditioning to play are fucking oh, terrible. Dude. It's supposed to be an open mic night. You'd think that it would just be like a... Anyone can just get up and do it, but they actually want like someone oh, set man. to play. Like, Honky Tonk Man comes up there, oh, sings this no. fucking song. We got fucking Double J, Jesse James spending his time, hard days on the go with the hands and the clock keeps spinning too slow. You know, I, if they at least had the guy who does the Nation of Domination theme, then maybe he would get into this fucking club night. No. 
Um, and Haley's there, and she's like, "Oh man, like we'll find someone." Clubs suck, dude. This is fucking terrible. But Nathan sends Peyton Haley's little demo that she had been recording, and, it's and Peyton starts good. playing it, and Haley's like, "No, don't! Like it's just a virus, like whatever." Why is Haley so against like wanting to play and show her talent here? She's just that shy. She doesn't want to do it. You know how I am too. Like I'm shy as shit. I don't even sing in front of you. Very rarely. Very, very rare. And you're like my fucking fiance. I do not like. I guess it's just that personality type, right? You just want to shy away from that kind of stuff, which for me, I get that for your perspective. And I guess for hers as well, too. Uh, But me, fuck, I know I'm not a good singer, but I sing the shit out of things because I love to do it. I know you do it all the time. Karaoke, man. But I fucking sing on this podcast. What do you want me to sing on this podcast right now? What do you want me to sing? Not, I'll sing you fucking no. anything. What do you want me to sing? Let it, let us get through this episode so we can go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Chris Keller comes in and he's got CDs for the club, and he goes to put them down. And Peyton's like, "Yeah, just put them over there." He gets up on stage. And he's and got he's a guitar and he starts singing and he's great. Haley's like totally into it. Peyton's rolling her eyes like Jesus. Yeah, she hates this Christ. guy because he fucking slagged off fucking Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy? Fall Out Boy. Wow. Fallus. Say it right, bitch. Fallus Out Boy. <laughs> You're referring to the Pete Wentz incident? Possibly. <laughs> so. Haley's like totally up for Chris playing and Peyton's like, no, can't have this piece of shit. No, we don't need him. He won't fucking play cute without the, (laughs) because fuck him. We cut to Andy and Karen. They're walking through this beautiful, it looks like a garden and it's fucking Andy's property. His actual, well. Of course this is fucking property because he talked about how he made his first fucking 50 million or whatever. So dude's fucking... He's loaded. Loaded. And he's only teaching this class because it's something he really wanted to do. But he's still fucking like rolling in it. And did you know there's a One Tree Hill in fucking uh, Auckland, New Zealand as well too? Yeah, which is where he grew up. And when his mom um, decided that they were going to move to the States... There was a one tree hill in Auckland, and then when they saw Tree Hill on the map, she decided that was, like, fate. So I guess there's more than just one tree hill. Right? It's two tree hill. Oh, my God. And anyways, he leads her to this beautiful setup. There's, like, a table and chairs and on the water and wine. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. I totally fall for that. He's a lot older than, she, or she's a lot older than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's much younger. Don't know how much younger. Well, she's like in her 30s. Okay. So how old is this Late guy? 30s. Okay, late he's 30s. He's probably like. Mid 20s. Mid 20s. Maybe mid late 20s. Okay, so honestly, that's not even that bad. No, but still. When do you think he'll finally meet 
Lucas. Oh, the little tight little, little scamp. The little He's like, scamp. I can't wait to meet the little guy. Oh, you got a babysitter tonight? <laughs> <laughs> so I can't funny. wait to meet the little guy. I bet you he meets him in passing. Like, he just kind of meets him randomly one time and be like, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's Guess what? What? Next episode they meet. Really? Ooh, I'm excited. So you'll get to see that. I'm excited. Okay. How that okay. goes down. All right. It's all pretty right. funny. All right, all right, all right. Brooke and Felix hook up because after the whole incident with the buying of the dollhouse, she tells him my room five minutes, whatever. So they hook up and she tells him about Peyton and Lucas. Yeah. And the whole goings on there, which he had already kind of known about that. Not like to the extent of what it actually was, but now he's getting some more info. And I'm surprised that she shared that info for someone she doesn't even want to be friends with. She realizes that it's friends with benefits, not just benefits. But then she realizes, why the fuck am I telling you this shit? It's just benefits. (laughs) Fuck off. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Right. Go watch the fucking meteor shower yourself and jerk yourself off to it. (laughs) So after Keith and Jules went to IHOP for dinner, I guess that Keith was like, oh, let's go back to... The dealership and let's watch the meteor shower they literally sat in one of the cars that's up on the ramp yeah. like on display yeah the to display watch car the meteor shower. i mean uh, i guess you get a little bit more Good elevation view. and he's getting plenty of elevation dude oh my god you're such a perv he is dude it's maria fucking menunos dude i'm surprised he didn't fuck jizz in his pants the second he fucking went out there wow i would they were making out fucking right they were lucky bastard I am right here, dude. Lucky bastard. (gasps) Jesus fucking Christ. Anyways, Nate is talking to Haley. They're at home and he goes up and says, oh, I didn't actually get into basketball. Yeah, no, they didn't accept me. Sorry. There was an, it was a mistake or whatever. Different guy got in. And so. But after he said that, I knew for a fucking fact that, yeah, no, he fucking got in. But he just doesn't want to go because he wants to be around and make sure Haley can follow her dream. Well, that's the thing. He's already living his dream playing basketball. Yep. And she hasn't even started living her dream. So he wants to get her hitting the ground running. Yeah. Good for him. What that's a really good, sweet. What a good husband. Like, we started with this guy, such a piece of shit with this terrible knockoff fucking nipple ring, being Dan Scott's fucking asshole son, hazing, kidnapping, fucking chopping Lucas's peepee off with a fucking samurai sword. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and here we are, and he's a sweet fucking dude. Looks out for his wife, loves his brother, tells the truth. Sounds like that great guy, Bret Hart. Well, right now he wasn't telling the Sounds truth. Sounds like that great guy, Bret Hart. Shut up. No. <laughs> Karen makes the first move on Andy yeah. by putting her hand on put his the, hand. Put the hand on the hand there. Yeah. That was sweet. Yeah. And then, you know, she made the circle of her hand and expected him to put his finger through it. <laughs> oh, my <many> God. <laughs> And, but we don't get to see that. That's when we fade to black, dude. But now we have this fucking meteor shower montage. Yes. This MSM, not yes. MSN, but <laughs> MSM meteor shower montage. And Dan is trying to totally put the moves on Deb, and Deb's just like, she's not having it. I want to go home. Yeah. Done. 
well, well, you're better now, so we don't need to do this. And then he gets the fucking call from the doctor. Mm-hmm. And well, we're missing a few things before we get to the call. It's a fucking montage. Well, first, Felix finds out about Anna and Luke hanging yes, out. because he sees them in the car and, and blah, blah, blah. pissed. Of course. Luke goes home, and Karen gets home after him, and he scolds her. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. It's he's yeah. acting like he's the parent. Yeah. And then they both I was worried laughing. sick about you. <laughs> Here's, after midnight, you call. She's like, am I actually like that? She's <laughs> like, fuck, I guess I'm grounded. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it was so funny. That was probably what probably the best part of the episode. But the thing is, too, when when Dan and Deb were watching the meteor shower, they had a bit too much to drink. Deb said she wanted to go home, and Dan said, we've had too much to drink. I brought our overnight bags. I'll sleep in the guest room. Yeah. So he's totally making a play that they're going to spend the night together. Yeah. And then Dan gets a call finally the next morning from the doctor and they say like, "Hey, your like your tests went really well. You're all good to go. Like you're you're awesome. Let's talk about next steps." And he lies and says, "I need to stay with you longer." Just like Brooke lied about that fucking phone call when she was told that she wasn't pregnant. She's like, "Yeah, it's yours." Yeah, Same but thing. Luke was being an asshole sure. at that moment. But he still, called her a slut. Fair enough. But still, she lied to him, much yeah. like Dan lied to Deb here, which. <laughs> Lying is like breathing for fucking Dan Scott. Oh, God. Peyton is at the club and she finds this old sign and she plugs it in. And the only letters that light up are T-R-I-C. So she dubs the club Trick. Trick. Makes sense. But then Rick shows up. Rick. Rick. Cocaine Rick. Cocaine Rick with the trick. Yeah. Thinking he's going to be partying with Peyton. Lots and lots going forward. Mm-hmm. Another great line. Actually, probably the only good line that Felix has ever had in the show is when he's talking to Anna. And Anna tells Felix that, oh, it was just a first date with Lucas. And he's like, half the kids in this town were conceived on a first oh my date. God. Actually, the only funny thing he's ever said so far. Yes. Yes. That's yes. true. And. Mouth knocks on Brooke's door and she goes downstairs and she's surprised to see him. And he says, I know how much this meant to you. So I got the lady's number off her check and I called her and I bought it back. He's got the fucking he mini got house. The doll house for her. And that's the sweetest thing. She's so happy. She gives him a hug. Like the demon gods when no he was doing when he was her. doing the Brooks seance and the pig's blood ritual. Oh the demon God. gods told him to do this because that's the fastest way to her puss, I guess. Wow, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this episode, dude. Couple of funny moments like Lucas scolding Karen, but other <laughs> than that. Holy shit, dude. We're going down the absolute bottom of the barrel here. Like, this is not good stuff at all. I hate to say it because only, you know, six, seven episodes ago, we were hitting the fucking absolute climax, the plateau of this amazing show. And now we were at the fucking pit stains of One Tree Hill. The thing is, as much as season two does suck to me. Sucks to um, me, too. 
it the rest of the season does have some good things that happen some good like does felix story die building. no does anna die because no. that's the only thing that's gonna you know there's some good story building that doesn't have to necessarily do with anna and felix there is also as much as felix and anna are around there's some really good growth that comes out of brooke this season hmm. fair enough so you'll see you'll have to see but it's it is a hard one to get through, and I know I'm really going to have to, like, convince you to keep going. <laughs> oh, well, obviously, it'll still keep going, but it's, it's getting hard now yeah, because, like, now we're hitting dollar sign 1.71. Oh, God, awful shit this is, man. Mm-hmm. I could barely get through 48 minutes of this garbage. Mm-hmm. Complete hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it starts to get a little bit better. A little bit. Man, it's a long road for this season. 22 fucking episodes of this shit. 23. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, well, at least we get Maria Menounos. Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. Get your stickers. stickers. Check us on social media at treehillwf.podcast. And on all the streaming services, including... Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Deezer, <laughs> and Stitcher for this week only. Yes, one night only. I like literally it's gonna be like two more days of That's Stitcher. That's it. Stitch is done. <laughs> Let's see. Stitch is done, dude. But we're not done because we're a Tree Hill Wrestling Federation literally, podcast. The day that this episode releases, it's like Stitcher's gone the next day. Whoa, see? <laughs> one <laughs> one night day. Only. One day. <laughs> Ooh, for the wrestling fans out there. One night only. Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast dudes, brothers, and sisters at thwf.podcast, TikToks, and Instagrams. We officially hit our most popular TikTok video of all time, just short of 20,000 views, girl, because everyone loves the Heart Foundation and Brett, the Hitman Heart, the excellence of execution, the best there is, the best there was, and the best podcast there ever will be that amalgamates One Tree Hill and World Wrestling Federation, Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast, and you know it. Oh, my God. And we bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch.